getting out today. <laughs> that doesn't happen, right? The, the loan officer doesn't look in the vault to find out if they can make the loan. They look at you and they look at your work history and your, how much you make, how long you've been there, what kind of debt you have. You know, they look at your balance sheet, not their balance sheet. And if they think they can make money by extending credit to you, then they simply use the computer. They credit your bank account. You get money and they get this asset called a loan. Or in the last decade, they, they didn't even look at you. <laughs> they didn't even look, right? Yeah. Uh, so, did did your your uh, point of view is that this changed when the United States and uh, ultimately a lot of other countries went off the gold standard and and money ceased to be a a representation of something payable ultimately by the provision of certain. Uh, you could always go and demand uh, certain precious metals for your piece of paper, right? Right, exactly. So before 1971, the monetary system that we had in the U.S. looked very different from the one that we have today. It was based on a system of fixed exchange rates. It was a global monetary system where you had 44 countries participating. This is uh, something that was an outgrowth after the end of World War II. Uh, It was called the Bretton Woods system because it was designed and put into place, conceived in a place called Bretton Woods, uh, New Hampshire. And so 44 countries got together and decided to fix the value of their currency. So the Mexican peso would be convertible into so many U.S. dollars and the French franc into so many U.S. dollars and the German mark into so many U.S. dollars. And then through the dollar, those currencies would be convertible into gold. So a fixed price, you know, $35 an ounce. So you convert your Deutschmarks into dollars and then your dollars into, into gold. And when you have a system like that in place, of course you have to be careful about how much you allow your money supply to expand because you're promising to convert the dollar on demand into this very finite resource called gold. Well, after 1971, uh, President Nixon took the U.S. off of the Bretton Woods system. We don't have this old, archaic, gold standard convertibility currency system anymore. We have what sometimes referred to as just a pure fiat money system. It's our money isn't backed by anything physical. It's not convertible on demand into any other country's currency or in, into any hard asset or anything like that. We quite literally can have an infinite supply of U.S. dollars. Okay, there is no inherent limit to the amount of currency that can be created in the modern era. And this isn't, you know, a a crazy idea that I dreamt up. This is something that Alan Greenspan has been really candid about. I and mean, he said it over and over again. You can find the videos, read the testimony. He says quite plainly that there is no limit to the government's capacity to create the currency. And that's why all of these, you know, these um, debates that you hear about, all this hand-wringing over the size of the national debt and what if we can't pay it back and the rating agencies and what if the U.S. defaults on its debt and all this and Greenspan comes out and he says this is ridiculous. The debt is denominated in the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar comes from the U.S. government. We always have the ability to pay the debt. Always. We hear the United States government, uh, especially during the election campaign, being compared to two different entities, to a household and to Greece. Might you explain why the U.S. uh, economy does or doesn't resemble a household in America and or Greece? Sure. I I would be very happy to. If I could dispel and disabuse people of these two myths, we would have an entirely different national conversation. So 
Um, first, the, the household debt analogy. This is a really powerful one. And the finances that most people are familiar with, of course, are their own personal finances. And so I think it, it resonates with them when they hear people make the argument that the federal government faces the same kinds of constraints that you and I face, that we have to tighten our belts when times get tough and the federal government should do the same thing. And the person who really, I think, hammered this home uh, so Ross Perot with his little charts and his feisty little attitude, you know, telling the American people that we're, we're on the verge of bankrupting this nation and the, if, if he ran his business the way the government runs its operations, why, he'd be broke and all this. So that's where that really, really comes from. And today, you know, it's the Peterson, Pete Peterson and, and his ilk that are pushing this. So ask yourself, what is the difference? Why is it that a household uh, has to live within its means. Why is it that a household can only borrow so much before it runs into possibly a situation?